Praise God. It's a blessing to be in the house of God. here tonight, but I do believe that God wants to say something to us. You know, Brother Charlie, he's preaching on the heart, and you know, before he even preached, God began to deal with me about the heart, and from a different angle, a little bit different angle, but basically the same thing I believe God wants to talk to us about, and I just simply entitled this message, Where is Your Heart? If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 26. Proverbs 23, verse 26. The Bible says, My son, give me thine heart, and let thine eyes observe my ways. My son, give me thine heart, and let let thine eyes observe my ways. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we do come before you tonight. We do ask you to be amongst us, Father, to walk amongst us, Lord. You would anoint your word, oh God. I'm nothing, Father. I do hide behind the cross, Father. I do ask you to touch me, Father, that I might communicate your mind to your people, Father, that we would have ears to hear, Father. We would not let that word slip, but we would take the more earnest heed. In Jesus' name, amen. Number one, this is God's call to every one of us to give me thine heart. That's God's universal call to the church, to give me thine heart. Are you refusing to give God your heart tonight? What does that mean, to refuse? It just simply means to harden your heart. In in, in Psalms chapter 95, the Bible says today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation, In the wilderness, if to hear is not to harden, then not to hear by default is to harden your heart. If you can sit and hear and hear a message like like we've preached, like Brother Charlie's been preaching, and oh, you might say, preacher, I, I fell asleep, I wasn't engaged, I wasn't totally hearing what he said. My friend, you're still culpable. If you heard, if that word was preached and you were sitting in this sanctuary and you heard the word of God, you might have not took heed with your heart. You might have not received it with your own heart, but my friend, you're culpable. And by default, you've hardened your heart when you hear the word of God and don't do nothing about it. It. Psalms 51, David talking about a right heart, and he's repenting here. This is after the Bathsheba, and he and, he's, and Nathan the prophet has come in and talked to him and dealt with him. And after the word of God is brought forth, David in Psalms 51, if you keep on reading, it says, Give me, you know, the whole chapter is talking repenting and wash me in hyssop, you know, I shall be whiter than snow. Give me a clean heart, O God. All those verses are in there, but I noticed later on down the verse, it talks about a sacrifice. He said, 
A sacrifice thou does not desire, or a burnt offering thou does not desire, else would I give it to thee. He's basically talking about David here. He's talking about a normal sacrifice, but just going through the externals, just going through the motions. And how often do we come in the house of God and we hear the house and we hear what God has said, or we hear it with our ears, but we don't apply it to our heart? Where is your heart tonight? Are you hearing the Word of God? By default, if you're not hearing the Word of God, your heart is getting harder and harder. It doesn't mean that you could, you could sit in here and listen to every word and even be convicted. See, desire is not, a cho- is not the choice. It doesn't matter if you just have a desire. If you can hear a message like Sunday when Brother Charlie preached and you were pricked in your conscience, your heart was pricked and you came down to the altar and you began to pray and you began to tell God, I'll do this and God, I'll do this. But later on in the week, you totally forgot about the commitments you made at the altar. Why is that? Your heart is not right. We must have a right heart or we cannot respond rightly to the Word of God. It talks, about, it talks about the wilderness. What happened in the wilderness in Psalms 95? Their heart wasn't right. Joshua and Caleb, as God commanded them to go over and take the land, the ten spies, as they went over and scouted out the land, they had heard the stories of their fathers, how God was going to give them the land, how God was going to roll great miracles and give them the land. But when the t- test came, when the Word of God was go- put forth to go and take the land, only Joshua and Caleb responded rightly. They came back with two different ideas than the other, the other, other ones, the other spies. They came back and said, we can take this land. God has given it to us. He's promised it. If you look back just what our fathers have said, why is that? It's because they took time to get their heart right. They took time to give God their heart. It takes time to give God your heart. You cannot just just hope when when the test comes, when the battle comes. You can't hope to have just the right heart. Just hope you make the right decisions. Because apart from having a right heart, apart from fellowshipping with the Lord Jesus Christ, apart from getting in the presence of God, your heart can never be changed because your heart, your, your heart is only revealed by divine revelation. We can know the, we can put away the outward sins and know that, oh, we're, we're wrong for this, we're wrong for that. But when God's talking about your heart, giving me your heart, He's not necessarily talking about fornication. Although it couldn't mean that, that's the very first step. Or are these terrible sins that come to mind? But my friend, he's just talking about a right heart. A heart that when, when hinders revival is those things, the, the inward thing, when we don't listen to what God's saying, when we make decisions and we don't follow through with it, that's what hinders revival. A right heart will go forward, will keep going. God's desire is to have revival. God's purging this house. We've heard it through the preaching, through prophecy. God's speaking directly through. He said, purge my house, clean my house. That starts individually. If we will get a right heart. Preacher, how do we get a right heart? 
Humble yourself in the sight of God. You've, that's how it starts. You cannot change your own heart, but you can bring that heart with your will and subject it to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you bring that heart with your will and, and subject it to the Lord Jesus Christ and your affections, set them on Jesus, your heart will begin to change. If you notice, there's a progression in that verse. It says, My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. You cannot observe God's ways if you haven't given him your heart you'll be like a bull in a china closet running over the Holy Ghost but my friend when you have a right heart when you've gotten your heart to that place that God can deal with it and God can mold you and make you you'll begin to observe God's ways you'll begin to observe God's statues and how God's dealing with you how the Holy Ghost is changing your heart but apart from that you cannot see God you cannot observe his ways Number two, if you've given God, if you've given your heart to God, then the call is still the same. Give me thine heart. We are to ever be giving God our heart. And that, that, that is just simply getting in the presence of God. I preached a message later on, I mean earlier on, about out of Psalms 24, where, where um, David said, what, How shall we abide in thy tabernacle? How shall we dwell in thy holy hill? To have clean hands and a pure heart. You wonder why David could say that. Because out of that sacrifice, then it says the sacrifice of the Lord in Psalms 51. says the sacrifice of the Lord is those that have a broken and a contrite heart the Lord will not despise. Because David got himself in the right place. Because his heart was changed, then he could dwell in the presence of God. He could abide in the tabernacle where God is. It's the same place. As Joshua, as he spent that time, as Moses went out, says Joshua stayed in the play in the tabernacle, communing with God. Are you communing with God? Are you conscious that you've communed with God today? Or you go about day by day and no commune with God and you just live off of a desire? You know, life is full of distractions. It's the will of God or it's distractions. And it begins in a lawful distractions and then it'll go on. The Bible says in James, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And my friend, this is what hinders revival. When God deals with your heart and says, change this, this is just a lawful thing, but I want you to drop that. That's what God is after in this house. That's what God wants to purge in this house. Give me thine heart. Is your heart right tonight? This is how we maintain a right heart. By always getting in the presence of God. By always being enamored with the Lord Jesus. By setting our affections on things above rather than things beneath. But it's so easy to be distracted by the things of this world. By the lawful things. And you can just fill in the blanks. We've said it a bunch here about trucks or stocks. Whatever that might be in your life that, that, that just takes a hold of you and enamors you. Drop it. Get it out of the way, my friend. God wants to pour His Spirit out on the day of judgment when you stand before God. Is He going to say, I would have poured my Spirit out, yet you hindered the whole moving of God's Spirit? Do you want that to be you? Where is your heart, my friend? Get in the presence of God. Seek God. While there's still time. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We have to keep our heart aligned with the will of God. We have to keep our heart subject to the will of God, set 
with the affections of God. And that's just simply setting your affections. is basically talking about your will. And if you set your will to know God, your heart will always follow. Feeling will follow behind. Desire is not choosing. It's so easy to say, well, preacher, I, I was convicted. When, when, when I heard God's word, when, I was, when the preaching came along, I was convicted. And I even got down and made commitments. But my friend, we can so let that. I think that's the greatest distraction in this house, in this church here tonight, is those things that we, we have a desire to know God because you might be born again. Or you, or you are born again. You have the life of Christ in you. There is a desire to know God, but you're not pursuing after God. So you let the desire calm your heart or calm your conviction. And you, oh, I still, I still desire to know God, but it doesn't matter. You can desire, and then a year later, still have the same desire and be further away. I think Brother Greer talks about in his, in his message on choosing versus desiring, he, taught, he lays out an illustration about how many people, so many people have desired to learn Spanish. And, that's, and a lot of us have desired to learn Spanish. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, we don't really take the time to know Spanish. And it might be a year later that we, have, we still have that same desire. Oh, I want to speak Spanish. But my friend, it's no, but you're further away than, the, than, than when you were a year ago. It doesn't matter that you have desire. You must constantly make choices. Constantly make choices with your will to, to submit your heart, to give your heart to God. And in closing here tonight, if we're going to see revival, if we're, we're going to have to be honest, Mike, you can come to the piano. We're going to have to be honest. And that's, that's where it is here tonight. We're, so many of us are not really honest with God. Not God just really wants you to admit who you are. Get in the presence of God and say, God, I, I, I've had desires before, but I, I've really not pursued you in the way I should. I've said things. I've said a lot of things in my lifetime, made commitments, but I've never really gotten in the presence of God. I've really never prayed through. You know, Jacob, when he wrestled with God, He came to that, that uh, brook, Panah, I think it was, or the, the place right there where he wrestled with God. And God said, what is your name, Jacob? What is your name? Name denotes character. And for Jacob to admit his name and what it was, his name meant deceiver. For Jacob to admit that. He was admitting what his character really was. He had to come to a place where he was honest with God and said, God, I'm a deceiver. And when he did that, God said, your name's no more Jacob, but it's Israel. And that means a prince with God. Hallelujah. A prince with God. If you'll just be honest with God, we can have revival. If we'll just be honest with God, what God wants to do. If we'll be, just be honest with the way our character really is. Your character is developed by the choices you make from when you're birthed, from your natural birth. And in your Christianity, when you get born again, the simple choices that you make develop your Christian character. That's why when people, it's a, you have to, it's an onward, always spending time with Jesus, giving your heart to the Lord Jesus constantly. You look at Joseph in the Bible. Joseph always was making the right decisions. If he wouldn't have made those small choices. And the time of test, he'd have never passed through. 
And that's what God's desire is tonight. There's people here that are not making the right choices. Young people, you're not giving your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever that might be, giving your heart to your parents, you refuse, you put your hand back. When God calls out and you sit in here for 20 some odd years and you've rejected God, no wonder we've become monsters of iniquity. In Psalms 51, David, when he realizes how he sinned, And he sees it as God saw it. David didn't say, I've sinned against Uriah or all these things. He said, I've sinned against thee and thee alone. Because that's the greatest sin when we sin against him. And and just to to harden your heart, if we could see it as God see it, we'd fall on our faith. We couldn't handle it as human beings. If we could just see as God saw, may God open our eyes tonight. Where is your heart tonight? You know, open these altars. If God's convicted you, come and seek God and pray. Where is your heart? Think about it. Consider it. Be honest with God. Don't let this time pass by where you just make a commitment, but renew your heart afresh. Give it to God afresh and let Him change your heart.